0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get it. All football, all the time.
1: You're listening to The Best Football Show, hosted by Elliot Shure What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Tuesday, April 4th, and this is the Best Football Show Podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but make sure you hit that auto-download button too so you get all the episodes first and leave a five-star review while you're at it. All right, today I want to get into the most important position and arguably all of sports, and really a position that I think, look, the quarterback is always going to be a deciding factor in in who, which team wins the game, which team wins the division, the playoffs. And we saw it in the Super Bowl. The quarterback is always going to be a massive part of the sport. But I think when you look at this year's NFC, the quarterback position is one of the more topsy-turvy, unknown position we've seen in one conference in a long time. I mean, when you look at the AFC, It is like Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Lawrence, I mean, studs, every division, every team. It is one of the best conferences for quarterback play we've seen in a long time. When you look at the NFC, you can make the argument there's really only one, maybe two franchise quarterbacks currently set to start for their team. And because of that, I think it's a very unpredictable conference. And the AFC, you know Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, like those are the top dogs. Those teams are, they're going to have their teams at the top. When you look at the NFC, you could tell me anything. You could tell me, you know, I don't think Daniel Jones is any good, but you could tell me Daniel Jones has a breakout year. You could tell me uh, Justin Fields has a, a breakout year, and all of a sudden the Bears are competing for that division. I'm very excited by the unknown of this conference, and I'm really excited to see who's going to step up and who's going to have that breakout year that we don't expect much like Jalen Hurts did last year. I know that we used to call it the Josh Allen leap, but now I think you can call it the Jalen Hurts leap. What quarterback this year in the NFC is going to take the leap to take their team from a team we look at right now as maybe they'll make the playoffs, maybe they won't, to potentially talking about them as one of the top seeds in the conference. And because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position, I think lots of teams have the chance to do that. So what I want to do on today's pod is Rank the NFC quarterbacks, and the way I'm going to do this is if there was a draft, if all the teams in the NFC were able to, you know, all the quarterbacks became free agents or or <laughs> part of a draft class and you got to draft the quarterback, right? What team, what, what quarterback would go first? And I'm going to go all the way down to kind of basically the end. I'm not going to get into, you know, Washington's quarterback, Tampa's quarterback, teams that don't really have quarterbacks. But the guys that are something is expected of them to a certain degree. Guys that the teams view them as their franchise type guys. So let's get into it. I'm going to start from the top to the bottom, because the bottom pick I think is gonna surprise people, but I feel very strongly in having literally no desire to have this person be my franchise quarterback. Let's start at the top. Look, obviously the top choice is Jalen Hurts. And it is crazy to think of where we are now compared to last year. Last year, the Eagles were trying to trade for a quarterback. They tried to get Deshaun Watson. They tried to get Russell Wilson. They had interest in Matt Ryan. Like, they were all over the map trying to find a quarterback. But now, they probably, without question, the best quarterback situation in the NFC Even after they pay him and whenever you're paying your quarterback big money, it certainly hurts the the team in a lot of ways. It takes up a large part of the cap. But when Jalen hurts is your quarterback, you have a chance to win. And I think hurts checks three or really a ton of boxes, but uh, he checks a lot of the major ones. One, he's a very accurate passer. I saw him last year hit guys in the hands, in the numbers, in stride. All year. A big part of their offense was receivers cutting over the middle. All year, Hurts hit them in stride. So from the pocket, I know I can win with Hurts. Then, and this is something you're going to hear me talk about a lot while we go through the rest of these quarterbacks, then he can move. He is a guy that the opposing defense has to worry about with his legs. And the Eagles utilize this in a lot of ways. I'm going to talk about this with Justin Fields. But the RPO running game, that was a big part of making them a successful running team. They very rarely ran Hurts on design runs, but when they had to, you know, get him out to the side, get those two, three yards they needed. They would do the quarterback sneak up the middle. He was extremely good at that. But also what I think mobility really does as a quarterback is it turns broken plays into positive plays. So many plays in the NFL become broken plays. They call the play before the snap, and then either the defense breaks it up or they don't get the defense they want. Somebody runs a wrong route. The pressure breaks down. Like, I would say half of plays in the NFL, from the time the ball is snapped, become a broken play. And what Jalen can do is he takes those broken plays, and he turns what would have been a second and 10, or if you're sacked, a second and, you know, 14, Into a second and four, a second and five. So there were very few negative plays that Jalen Hurts allowed. So if you're a team looking for a quarterback, and the traits we're gonna talk about as we go through this list, you need accuracy, you need an ability to move, and then you need a winner. And for all the people that say quarterback wins isn't a stat, I know one thing. When Jalen wasn't on the Eagles, they were basically a 500 team for three years. Jalen became the starter. And since, you know, last year and to this year in the Super Bowl run, they win like 80 percent of their games. Hertz doesn't turn the ball over. He's smart with the ball. He plays winning football. I think he's far and away the best quarterback in the NFC. So number two, and this is really where it gets from. You could tell me the guy I put in number two belongs in number seven and you could put me the guy that I have in number eight belongs in in this spot. So it really is kind of what do you value and what are you looking for? For me, I'm still going to put Dak Prescott number two. Now, I know he had a terrible year. Those interceptions at the end of the year really, really cost the Cowboys. In fact, if they got even B minus B play from Prescott, they might have been in the NFC Championship game. They probably beat San Francisco. But with Prescott, I'm banking on the track record over some of these other quarterbacks that I haven't seen play as, as high of a ceiling as Prescott has. Now, I think Prescott brings a couple things. Interceptions have to go down. Absolutely. And if they don't, then this is going to look foolish. But I'll bank on him bringing those interceptions down. And when he does, I believe in him moving the ball up and down the field consistently and getting his offense in the end zone. The Cowboys have been one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL with Prescott at quarterback. He can move the ball through the air for the most part outside of last year. I think he is smart with the ball. He's not as mobile or even really close to what Jalen is, but he can escape pressure. He can move. He can throw on the run. What I also like about Prescott is, and I know his record in big games is not big, but he plays in high-pressure games all the time. A lot of these quarterbacks on the list don't play in high-pressure games. I mean, some of them haven't even played in playoff games. Some of them play in irrelevant markets. Every time Prescott takes the field, he feels the pressure of the Dallas Cowboys and really the pressure of a ton of eyes on him. So much like Hurts, who has played in big games, I like the big game feel of Prescott. I feel like with him as my quarterback, if I give him a good offensive line, if he has weapons, if he cuts the interceptions down, that's a big part of it. But if he cuts these interceptions down, I feel I'm consistently getting 27, 30, 33 points from my offense. And in this NFL, you have to be able to score. I can't rely on my defense. So when drafting a quarterback, it's someone that I have to feel can move the ball up and down the field. And I think Prescott can do that. So I would put Prescott at number two on this list. Number three, this is going to be the shocker. But again, I am banking on upside and I am banking on him having a better year than he did last year. I am all in on Justin Fields moving into next season. You look at what he did last year. One of the worst situations in the NFL in terms of offensive line, offensive weapons, new rookie head coach. Was not great passing the ball. 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 25th in the league in passer rating. But we saw what he could do with his legs. We saw all the broken plays. Again, like I talked about with Jalen. All the broken plays that he turned into positive plays. I'll take that in my quarterback. And I believe in him developing as a passer maybe it's because i got to watch jalen hurts up close last year but i believe that justin fields can take the the leap that jalen did and i don't think the team will because the team's not as good but i think the bears have a chance to win that division i think the bears if justin takes that leap and you have the best quarterback in the division, which is very much up for grabs you have a really good chance to do it so
0: ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential
1: I think I would take Justin Fields third because of the upside, because after Justin Fields, now we're really talking about guys that don't have great track records, the ceiling's not as high, or frankly, has an extremely low floor. So I'm going uh, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields number three. Number four, I'm taking Jared Goff, and this really speaks to the conference that he is number four. But... He had an underrated year last year, seventh best pass rating in the NFL, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The Lions had a really good offense. We saw them win big games when they had to. They were competitive in a lot of games. And I think now, like with the second year of of the team, you know, taking a leap, I think Jared Goff and the Lions are going to be pretty good. So I think Justin Fields, I would take him ahead of him just because of the upside. I think Justin Fields wins you games whereas you can win with Jared Goff and that's a major difference but Goff like we saw last year he played the best of all the mediocre type quarterbacks or guys that you would put in that 11 to 19 range in the league so now he had weapons, right? Like he had he had a good offensive line. There were things that he had working for him. But if I'm a GM and I know that like or I trust myself to put the weapons and the offensive line around him, Jared Goff's played in big games. He's won big games and he's played at high level. So I'll put Jared Goff number 4. Number 5 for me is Kirk Cousins. And this is where you get to the point where it's like man, I don't feel great about my quarterback situation. Cousins to me is somebody, he will get you 10 wins in a season, but you don't feel great about him in the playoffs and you don't feel great about him against great teams. 29 interceptions, I'm sorry, 29 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 13 best pass rating in the NFL. That is like peak Kirk Cousins stat line. Enough touchdowns to make you believe, enough interceptions you're concerned, and pretty much right in the middle with the passer rating in the NFL. So if you're the Vikings, and now if you look, we're going NFC North, uh, you know, three, four, five. If you're Cousins, I don't think you have a very high ceiling. I think the floor is higher than it is for Fields and Goff, but I'm not excited about having Cousins as my quarterback. I'd rather bet on the upside of Fields and, frankly, Goff than Cousins because Cousins just is what he is at this point. All right, the next quarterback for me, a new addition to the conference, Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr is kind of just Kirk Cousins, only with, I think, higher upside. I think Carr is a better arm than Cousins. Now, Carr, I think, has also played at higher levels, but Carr is also coming off a really bad year in Las Vegas. I'm betting on Carr having a better year with the Saints. He has really good receivers now. He's going to have a very good defense. Last year, 24 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 24th best passer rating. As a head coach, I don't think he's getting a massive upgrade. Josh McDaniels, I think, is like a a train wreck. But but Dennis Allen is a defensive head coach. I don't love that for any team, especially when I'm thinking about my quarterback. But I think a change of scenery would be really good for Derek Carr. I still think he has some pretty high-level football in him. In fact, you could convince me to take him over Kirk Cousins. The only thing with Cousins is... I know I'm probably going to be a playoff team with Cousins. With Carr, I think there's a chance you're not a playoff team. But I also think with Carr, there's a chance you're like a three seed. So I think it's a little more of a variable. But as, as a GM, like Carr worries me just enough that I will take the safety of Kirk Cousins over, I think, the upside of Derek Carr. All right, from this point on, If these guys are my quarterbacks, I don't even know if I'm making the playoffs. So it's a crapshoot. And again, I'm betting on upside. So the next one I'll go with, complete unknown, Jordan Love. I'll go with the unknown of Jordan Love over some of the known qualities of these next quarterbacks. And there's probably a little bit of like Green Bay. I don't know if bias is the word. But if you look at their quarterbacks, right? Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. They sit guys, those guys play, and those guys are good. I believe in the coaching staff there. I believe the fact that he's had years to develop. I saw him play in Philadelphia. He throws a nice ball. He's mobile. He was a first-round pick. And while there is an unknown with him, I think that unknown is somewhat exciting. I think there's a freshness to Jordan Love. There's no baggage that comes with him. There's no, again, Derek Carr trying to save his career. There's not the baggage of Kirk Cousins and him never winning big games. So I'll take Jordan Love over some of the known quantities we're about to talk about. Next on this list is Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones, I think me and him, and he doesn't even know me, so it's more an internal thing. It's a love-hate relationship. For a long time, I was in on Daniel Jones. I thought he had upside. I thought he was underrated. And I think last year, he kind of showed that. But when you take into account now what he's become, and they're paying him like a franchise guy, and they're expecting him to be at an elite level, I just don't think that's what he is. I think the job he did last year... Is severely overrated. He had 15 passing touchdowns, only five interceptions, so he he was better with that. But I can't take a quarterback that has 15 passing touchdowns. Again, Jalen Hurts in 2021 had I think 16 or 15, something like that, passing touchdowns, and the Eagles did everything they could to move on from him. Now that bet or their lack of ability to make a trade paid off because he he took a huge leap. But I don't like if if Daniel Jones is my quarterback I need massive sets of skill players around him I need a great offensive line right I kind of need what Jalen what Jalen had the only difference is Jalen I think is just a higher upside player Daniel Jones has shown he's reckless with the ball Hertz has never really shown that Jones has shown it for one year Hertz has always been smart with the ball a lot of guys I'm talking about on this list right like The the Daniel Jones turnover thing to me is still more of an anomaly than it is something I believe in. And I can't take a quarterback that takes back bad sacks and that turns the ball over. So while Jones is definitely a threat on the ground, which is something I value, and Jones does throw a somewhat nice ball, I don't believe in the smart football he played last year. And I think you could see a regression from that standpoint. Whereas Dak, I think, has been smart with the ball, and I think he will improve. I think you're seeing with, with Jones, you're going to see more negative plays out of him last year than you did the year before. So to wrap this up, Geno Smith would be next for me. Again, just kind of a guy. Can play at a high level at certain points. I don't feel like I can win because of him. I don't feel like I will be uh, you know winning shootouts because of him. But I also think he's improved and he deserves credit for that. After that, Trey Lance-Brock Purdy combo. Don't really love either of them. If I'm the Niners, I'd be very interested in trying to sign Lamar ja- Lamar Jackson. I really don't understand why they're trying, why they haven't tried to do that. But at the end of the day, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, there's some upside, a little bit. Brock Purdy showed he can be a winning quarterback last year. Obviously, coming off a big arm injury, Trey Lance coming off a big, uh, you know, a foot injury, leg injury. So ultimately, I don't feel great about either of them, but at least they're upside and they're cheap. So, to me, the last quarterback, the guy that I have the least interest in having, the guy that, man, I would feel really worried if I was Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon, is Kyler Murray. Terrible contract, terrible injury, terrible vibes, losing quarterback. He'll make plays that have you excited, like the plays he made against the Raiders last year. But ultimately, he's been in the league now, you know, four or five years. And they're just not a winning team with him. He's not a winning quarterback. If you look at the top of this list versus the bottom, Jalen Hurts is a winning quarterback. Kyler Murray is not a winning quarterback. So when you combine the injury history with the contract, with the resume, the vibes, all those things, man, I would have no interest in having Kyler Murray as my franchise quarterback. So I'll read it back really quick. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Jordan Love, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith the Trey Lance-Brock-Purdy combo, and I'm out on Kyler Murray. So that's how I would rank the quarterbacks in the NFC, heading into what is really an unknown year in the conference. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button, and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear, and I'll talk to you guys next time.